0: Welcome to the Dreamers Disruptors podcast, a combined initiative by Quint and Bloomberg Quint, where we speak to new age leaders who are redefining leadership in the digital era. Today, we have with us Santosh Shair, Vice President, Sales and Marketing, Mercedes-Benz India. Thank you so much for joining us, Santosh. Hello,
1: thanks for having me.
0: Santosh, you're leading sales and marketing at one of the most aspirational and leading automobile brands. Tell us what are the mantras that you follow to reach at a key position like this.
1: Well, uh, uh, leadership style for me also keeps evolving. Uh, you know, when I started my career, uh, it was it was a bit different. But now if you ask me, uh, I am more of an affiliative style uh, leadership. You know, more of a people person uh, try to take them along with me. Uh, so that's something uh, which I feel, and, and also more agile to changes because what we are seeing today's time uh, is uh, change is only constant. We have been saying this for some time, but uh, more and more now we see uncertainty. And uh, at this point of time, therefore, being agile is one of the biggest uh, skill set one should have as a leader. And that's why I, I feel I am more agile and more people person uh, in terms of my leadership side.
0: And who've been your biggest inspirations in this journey? So
1: on the personal side of course it's my dad uh, you know he he was a motor neuron uh, patient uh, for many years uh, with uh, with a very rare disorder but still uh, he used to fight life uh, he used to motivate people uh, you know he took up multidisciplinary uh, education and uh, do a lot of charitable stuff so you know he was always something very inspiring when I look at uh, from my family from within and then of course I had Definitely as many of us admire Mahatma Gandhi as such. Well.
0: You've been with Mercedes-Benz India for over a decade now. Tell us about the journey so far.
1: India, I joined here in 2009. So all I can say is it's been a roller coaster ride. I think uh, we, we try to experiment. First of all, Uh, when you look at failures, we try to also not estimate the market uh, correctly. We we overestimated the Indian market. We made certain plans based on that. And then we did a recalibration. And this is where somewhere in 2013, we came up with a very clear product marketing network strategy. And from there on, there has been no looking back. I think we learned from our mistakes in India. We know that the customers in India don't compromise. We gave them the best products, uh, you know, be it in terms of design style, the best customer experience, uh, I would say from a very new set of dealer partners that joined us, plus our earlier dealer partners also. We, we really, they transformed themselves. And uh, from there on, there has been no looking back. I think the last 10 years has been really transformative for us as a brand. So that's in a nutshell, uh, the last 10 years uh, and my experiences in the last 10 years.
0: Right. You spoke about some of the misses. So what is your approach to these? If you don't accept the failure,
1: if you don't accept a wrong decision, if you don't introspect, uh, I think uh, that's where leadership comes up. I think the humility is important to accept. Yes, maybe there were certain decisions not right. Maybe you have read the market wrong or you have taken certain decisions wrong. And that needs to be there. And uh, frankly, uh, in my experience, if you are truthful, uh, even your uh, your leadership team, you're part of a large organizational setup, uh, they realize, uh, they understand, and then you are a valuable asset because... Uh, it's very difficult to get people who who know their strength and their weaknesses who have really uh you know analyzed failures and are ready to uh you know put the, uh, you know come up with strategies uh which uh, is coming out of certain uh, wrongdoings in the past or some stuff so i think for us uh we promote this within our leadership team uh i think that's very critical uh and when we say agility uh when we talk about speed uh, in decision making definitely it always comes with some, some set of wrong decisions we don't call it failures because I think that's a too harsh word uh, when you when you look at it but uh, sometimes there are some misses uh, you can say or some and I think for us uh, as long as we introspect as long as we are uh, taking the big step uh, and trying to change ourselves you know and and recognize that this is what it has happened I think there is nothing wrong and uh, a leader is more valuable uh, when these skill sets are there with with somebody uh, as
0: such very true Let's talk about the year that's gone by, 2020. So for us,
1: uh, actually we started the year on a very high note. You know, there was uh, the Delhi Motor Show. We were the only luxury brand there. We were starting to launch products. Our Jan and Feb numbers were fabulous. We ended the last quarter on an all-time high. And uh, there was no looking back. Uh, at the same point of time, uh, you know, our colleagues back in China, back in Europe, Germany, uh, the, the COVID had started. So it's not that we were caught unaware. For us, the first priority from the leadership team was safety of our employees, safety of our customers, safety of the dealership team. So I think we will be one of the few brands who shut shop much early, you know, around 15th of March, we we, we were done. We said that we go uh, on a different mode uh, and and we because we didn't wait for an official government order and stuff because I think as a response We thought it's better that uh, we reduce social uh, contacts and we promote social distancing. Then uh, we were again thinking, what happens now? How long will this last? When will the curve flatten out? What happens next? And, uh, you know, there is a very famous saying uh, that never let a uh, crisis and make use of a crisis. And this is where we said that if you want to talk about digital transformation in automotive industry, I think in India, this is the best time. Uh, digital transformation can get accelerated because of COVID. And then the entire team work from home Uh, We set up an e-commerce platform completely for new car sales. We already had it for uh, used cars, but uh, somewhere that was launched in Feb. But we accelerated the new car process. Uh, We worked offline. We worked with some of our colleagues back in the U.S. And we were able to introduce an e-commerce platform in May. Uh, Again, we closed first. We were also the ones to open up first. So around 8th of May, I think we started our factory and operations with all the protocols in place, with all the learnings that we had also from Stuttgart, others. And, and then we were on the market. And today I can happily say that, you know, we, because it was crisis time, the dealers adopted digital transformation much faster. The consumers adopted it much faster. Today, five, uh, 5% is pure online, 10 to 15% is, you know, digitally assisted sales. This we couldn't even have thought about it pre-COVID. So sometimes uh, you know, crisis or uh, stuff like COVID forces you to think. And as long as we are able to react and we are able to deploy some something new and make use of the crisis, it's always beneficial to the organization. So that's been uh, something positive. On the other side, we have supply chain challenges. We have uh, you know shortage of cars. We are not able to launch certain cars and certain models because of travel restrictions, because of availability, and so what we have learned is gone are the days of long-term planning or you do a strategic planning for three years you do an operative planning immediately for a an year and then you are done you just focus on execution i think the new leadership styles will need to operate at a much more agile manner it's month on month week on week look at your stocks look at how the market is behaving you know we have been able to make uh, this crisis into an opportunity and more so when i look at e-commerce and the digital transformation of the company
0: Fantastic. Hats off to you and your team for that. But tell us, what were the challenges during this transformation? I'm sure there must be many.
1: Well, to start with, uh, challenges right from, uh, you know, uh, setting up... People, uh, you know, even our telephone lines, considering the the bandwidth issues in our country were bad, and now adding up so many people logging on to calls, we could sense our employees having a tough time. Their kids have school. Some of them have, uh, you know, their spouses work, and they have just one room, and then you have interferences. So these were smaller operative challenges. On the larger side, uh, you know. I, uh, uh, this also ate up into personal time because, of course, uh, we used to start calls at 8.30, end up at 5.30, 5, but the calendars were blocked even late. Uh, everybody just lost that. Uh, then a time to work and there is a family time and we could see a lot of... Uh, us, you know, getting into calls even late evening or even early morning. Someone was uh, trying to miss breakfast, missing lunches because there was no lunch time. Calls were also getting scheduled, so we stepped in. We also advised our our colleagues uh, to really look into those work timings, uh, ensure that we don't burn ourselves out. Because I think every one of us wanted to do more.
0: That's true. The work life balance did go for a toss for many during the lockdown. So tell us, what is the biggest stress reliever for you? I've read you play golf.
1: Yeah, so personal side uh, sometimes uh, takes a backseat, you know, when it comes to the professional side uh, and and it depends on the work balance, as you said, but yes, uh, for me, uh, travel is a big stress reliever. Uh, Travel, be it for work or even on the personal side, I I like to go around meet people. Uh, Also, a bit of spirituality as such, you know, I have an ancestral house back home in Kerala. So uh, every year I make it a point that I go and spend some days there, uh, visit some of the temples, temples in Kerala as such, uh, you know, you also try to get back to your roots, try to get certain sense of calmness and uh, also well-being because Kerala is known for its Ayurvedic treatments and spas and stuff. So I try to make the best out of it. On the other side, uh, The foodie in me, uh, you name a city I land, uh, I generally hit the best uh, eating joints. If I travel, generally evenings, I like to go out, take the street food uh, as such and get a glimpse of it. As far as golf is concerned, uh, yes, it was quite active. uh, And maybe now I will again restart golf. Uh, Now that uh, again, uh, golf courses have opened up, uh, there is also social distancing easily possible there. So I now look forward to get back into the course
0: now. Oh, you must. I think we should cover up for all the good times that we've missed last year in 2021. Okay, tell us, how do you see your industry evolving in the next decade?
1: Well, uh, I think our industry uh, has been slow to change. When I look at automotive, you know, the traditional business models have been there for a long period of time. And uh, what we see is this will be severely challenged. Uh, The digital transformation, of course, in terms of the way you buy a car, the way you sell a car, the customer experience piece, uh, that's all set to change. But on the other side, with a shift in technology, with electric vehicles coming up, when you look at trend next 10 years time, the cars uh, will be more of a personal device. Uh, I think if you relate car and a phone, uh, the phone is much more personal. You know, you can keep the car in parking. You don't feel that anxiety. But if if you keep your phone away for a certain period of time, there is a high level of anxiety. What we see or what I see is uh, in 10 years' time, the car becomes more personal. Uh, there is a lot of data with the car. There is a lot of, uh, you know, you can talk to it. You can you can communicate. It knows you much more in person. It does things intuitively for you. And that means the car becomes more closer uh, to, to you or, or to a consumer. And that's something as a big trend that we see. And therefore, Uh, our marketing strategies, our sales strategies, our distribution strategies all needs to be much more attuned uh, because we get more closer to the customer or the customer gets more closer to us and then we have to adapt uh, to these new changes.
0: Wow, that sounds exciting. Okay, before we let you go, let's hear three tips from you for the next generation of dreamers disruptors.
1: Believe in execution, not just strategy. Because I, I find a lot of people on, on the strategic level very nice ideas, but uh, when it comes to execution, uh, uh, they fail. Uh, and I have been saying this for many years that execution is the only strategy customers sees. The second is, uh, I think, uh, irrespective of the business, we are in people's business and that we need not forget at any given point of time. Uh, uh, and, and I think that's a make or break uh, in what you try to do. Uh, so please uh, take people along uh, in whatever way. Uh, for one to be successful. Uh, and and last, uh, I think agility, as I, I, I started saying about being an agile leader, that's most important in today's time. Change is happening at a much more rapid phase. So if you are stuck to something, be it thoughts, ideas, uh, you know, strategies, or even your thought processes, then uh, you will be passive.
0: Great. It's been wonderful talking to you, Santosh. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much for your time.